0: Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I am just going to get right into the podcast episode. I am doing this right before um, right before I have to go to a prayer meeting that I go to every week. Um, so I'm doing it in my, I'm recording in my living room. So if you hear cars driving by, can't really help that. I live next to a road. Um, but I'm going to try and... I was sitting here praying because I felt like I needed to come up with a podcast. I felt like I needed to come up with a podcast episode, um, like God wanted me to. And then my boyfriend, typical, <laughs> uh, shout out to Carter, so ridiculous. Um, he asked me when I was going to come up with a podcast episode too, another one. So here I am. I'm coming out with another podcast episode. Um and it's gonna be on the Gospel of John, chapter four. Um and it really um it's definitely a gospel that um really touches my heart. It speaks to my soul a lot, just as who I am, like as a person and as a woman um, and I don't know there's something that I feel like when you read this it if you read it with an open heart trying to receive God's Word it actually impacts you and it kind of transforms into um, into whatever you're struggling with, as in the sin or whatever, um, it's it's very, I don't know, it's impactful, I guess. Um, I'm gonna grab my water and then we'll just pick right back up from where I left off. farther away from the mic than I was before, because I kind of set it in an area. I'm on the floor, but I set it in an area where I wouldn't need to be kind of crouching down because it was hurting my back. Um, Okay, we're going to pick up from John chapter 4. Now when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, Although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And so Jesus, wear- wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me drink give me a drink. <laughs> For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, and his sons and his cattle? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, "'Sir, give me this water, that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw.' Jesus said to her, "'Go, call your husband, and come here.' The woman answered him, "'I have no husband.' Jesus said to her, "'You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly.' The woman said to him, "'Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship.' Jesus said to her, "Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know; we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for such the Father speaks, for such the Father seeks to worship him." God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will show us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came. They marveled that he was talking with the woman, but none said, What do you wish? Or, Why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the city and said to the people, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples besought him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, of which you do not know. So the disciples said to, know to one another, <laughs> Has anyone brought him food? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months then comes to the the harvest i tell you lift up your eyes and see how the fields are already white for harvest he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together for here the saying holds true one sows and another reaps i sent you to reap that for which you did not labor others have labored and you have entered into their labor many samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. I... (laughs) I'm trying not to cry because I love that. I love I love that that whole scripture of well, her name the Samaritan woman, but she is now named by the church Saint Fotina. and um, she was a martyr. Um, let's see. I wanted to talk about some of the interpretations of um of that scripture because there's so many different things that you can take from that scripture that are all connected to um the old testament and um all these different connections that jesus made and this whole thing it's just amazing um anyways okay i'm taking this from a website but i've i have it written down in my Things some, in one of my notebooks somewhere, but I thought since we're I'm trying to do this podcast in a timely manner, I'm not going to search through um, my journals to try and find everything that I wrote down. So I think this is the abridged the abridged version, but like a shorter version. Scholars have noted that this story appears to be modeled on a standard betrothal type scene from Hebrew scripture, particularly that of Jacob in Genesis 29. This convention which would have been familiar to Jewish readers following on from an earlier scene in which John the Baptist compares his relationship to D- to Jesus with that of a friend above bridegroom Joanna Brandt for example concludes that there is no there is near consensus among literary oh I cannot talk today guys I'm sorry literary critics that the scene at Jacob's well follows conventions of the betrothal-type scene found in the Hebrew narrative. Other scholars note significant differences between John 4 and the betrothal scenes in the Hebrew Bible. For example, Dorothy A. Lee lists several discrepancies between Hebrew betrothal scenes and John 4. The Samaritan woman is not a young Jewish virgin, and no betrothal takes place The well is not concerned with sexual fertility, but an image of salvation. Jesus is presented not as a bridegroom, but as a giver of living water. The gospel episode is referred to as a paradigm for our engagement with truth. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know and offers an example of Jesus Christ, the bearer of water of life. The passages that comprise John 4 are sometimes referred to as the water of life discourse, which meet which forms a complement to the bread of life discourse. In Eastern Christian tradition, the woman's name at the time of her meeting, Jesus is unknown. Though she was later baptized Fourteen, she is celebrated as a saint of renown, as further recounted in John four and John John four verses twenty eight through thirty and John four verses thirty nine through 42, she was quick to spread the news of her meeting with Jesus, and through this, many people came to believe in him. Her continuing to witness is said to brought... Well, hang on. We'll read. This is a better... This is a better thing f- about her. I love it. The holy martyr Photine, or Photina, was the Samaritan woman with whom the Savior conversed at Jacob's well. And the thing that I love about this whole... um this whole meeting with Jesus, encounter with Jesus, is she went at the sixth hour. And there's a reason why John noted that she went there at the sixth hour. She went there because that was when none of the other women were there. Um, she went at, in the afternoon when it was the hottest time of the day to get her water for the day. And, um, she went there expecting to see nobody, but when she got there, she saw Jesus. And, um, one person that I listened to, um, was talking about how, like, she went there and she went at that hour because she was ashamed of her lifestyle that she was living because she did not have a husband. The guy that she was living with now, she had five husbands, and the guy she was living with now was not her husband, um, so she was living in sin. Um, but then she went there and she saw Jesus and he forgave her sins and he gave her this whole new life and she, her entire being was transformed into this new person that and that new person was so um transformed that she brought so many people to Christ and i mean if that's that's an encounter with Jesus and it doesn't need to be as radical as that it doesn't need to be as a crazy transformation like that when he touches your heart you can feel it and you can, you just need to let him transform you. You need to let him in so that he can do what he knows he should do. And he's not going to force himself on you. He's going to wait until you let him in. That's the thing. I don't know. I just, it was, oh, he was so loving to her and he is so merciful to her just like he is to us, and we don't deserve it, but he still continues to give it to us, our sinful selves. During the time of the Emperor Nero, who displayed excessive cruelty against Christians, St. Photine lived in Carthage with her younger son and fearlessly preached the gospel there. Her eldest son, Victor, fought bravely in the Roman army against barbarians and was appointed as military commander of the city of Italia, Asia Minor. Later, Nero called him to Italy to arrest and punish Christians. Sebastian, an official in Italy, said to St. Victor, I know that you, your mother, and your brother are followers of Christ. As a friend, I advise you to submit to the will of the emperor. If you inform on any Christians, you will receive their wealth. I shall write to your mother and brother, asking them to not preach Christ in public. Let them practice their faith in secret. St. Victor replied, I want to be a preacher of Christianity like my mother and brother. Sebastian said, Oh, Victor, we all know what woes await you, your mother and brother. Then Sebastian suddenly felt a sharp pain in his eyes. He was dumbfounded and his face was somber. For three days he lay there blind without uttering a word. On the fourth day he declared, the God of the Christians is the only true God. St. Victor asked why Sebastian had suddenly changed his mind. Sebastian replied, Because Christ is calling me. Soon he was baptized and immediately he regained his sight. After witnessing the miracle, St. Sebastian's servants were also baptized. You guys, this is literally the effect of St. Fotina. And she, and the thing is, Christ could have brought her um to himself in a different way. She didn't need to be with five men. And be living with one that wasn't even her husband. Or she needed to have five husbands and be living with one that wasn't even her husband. But he uh, he allowed that to happen. That was part of his plan. And even if that didn't happen, he would have made it come about in a different way. But that's the th- thing. It doesn't matter how sinful we are. If we repent and we turn to him, he will do m- miraculous things. He'll do beautiful things. He can work. He wants to work through us it just blows my mind. I don't, I, my comprehend, I can't comprehend it. I was going to say something. I don't know. I, yep. Anyways, (laughs) um, reports of this reached Nero and he commanded that the Christians be brought to him at Rome. Then the Lord himself appeared to the confessors and said, fear not for I am with you. Nero and all who serve him shall be vanquished. The Lord said to St. Victor, from this day forward, your name will be Fotinos, because through you, many will be enlightened and will believe in me. The Lord then, I literally almost cry during every podcast episode I've recorded this season. The Lord then told the Christians to strengthen and encourage St. Sebastian to persevere until the end. All these things and even future events were revealed to St. Fotina. (laughs) she left carthage and in, com- in the company of several christians and joined the confessions in rome i need to ow my legs going numb okay <clears throat> in rome the emperor ordered the saints to be brought before him and he asked them whether they truly believed in christ all the confessors refused to, to renounce the savior then nero ordered that the joints of the martyrs' fingers be broken. During their torments, the confessors felt no pain and their hands remained unharmed. They literally felt no pain, you guys. Nero ordered that the saints, that Saints Sebastian, Fotinos, and Ios, which is I- Ios or Ios, is Saint Fotina's, the woman at the well, that's her son, be blinded and locked up in prison. Saint Fotina and her five sisters, Anatole, Fotida, Parasquive, and (laughs) Kiriaki were sent to the imperial court under the supervision of Nero's daughter, Domina. Saint Fotina converted both Domina and all her servants to Christ. She also converted a sorcerer who had brought her poisoned food. (laughs) You guys, this is... I mean, like, how can you not? I, I seriously don't understand how people cannot be Christians or Catholic. Like, this... I just don't get it. Like, Jesus is literally the best. Like, he has a sense of humor. He works miracles. He literally loves us unconditionally, no matter how crappy of people we are. Like, I don't get why not everybody wants to be Christian. Like, he's, it's literally the most fulfilling religion ever. And I understand that I respect other people, but also I'm like, Jesus is literally the best. Like Christianity is the best. And I'm not saying that to one-up anybody. It just is like, it's so fulfilling. And even if I wasn't fulfilled, oh crap, I just knocked my phone. And even if I wasn't fulfilled, I mean like he fulfills all the desires and we're not even going to be fully, um, all of our desires aren't even going to be fully, um, fulfilled here on earth. They will be once we are united with him in heaven. But that longing is what helps us persevere. Three years passed, and Nero sent to the prison for one of his servants who had been locked up. The messengers, ow, you guys, this is not fun. I need to, like, ow. Okay, I'm like an old lady now. Can I, like, sit down? Yes, you guys are listening to every single, oh, there we go. I think I got it. Okay, hopefully you guys can still hear me well. <laughs> Now, I need to blow my nose because I was crying. The messengers reported to him that Saints Sebastian, Fotina, Fotinos, and Ios, who had been blinded, had recovered their sight, and that people were visiting them to hear their preaching. And indeed, the whole prison had been transformed into a bright and fragrant place where God was glorified. Y'all, I mean, I just can't. Okay. Nero then commanded the saints to be crucified and their naked bodies to be beaten with straps. On the fourth day, the emperor sent servants to see whether the martyrs were still alive. Like, even he was doubting, like, they were, were they going to be alive? Or, I mean, were they going to be dead because they've gone through so much and been healed? But approaching the place of the tortures, the servants became blind. An angel of the Lord freed the martyrs from their crosses and healed them. The saints took pity on the blinded servants and restored their sight by their prayers to the Lord. Those who were healed came to believe in Christ and were soon baptized. Oh, Nero, why don't you just give up? You're, I mean, like, he's literally, by co- by torturing them, he's just causing more miracles to happen. Like, he's contradicting, like, contradicting, ugh. He's ma- everything's backfiring on him, pretty much. I can't even talk. I'm so excited because I love Saint Fotina and all of her, um, all the people that were part of her. What are they? The confessors? Yeah. Anyways, enraged Nero ordered that the skin to be flayed from this from Saint Fotine's Fotina's body and then to throw her into a well. Sebastian Fotinos and Ios had their legs amputated and they were thrown to the dogs. Then their skin was. Then there was. Their skin was flayed off. Sorry, the wording on this was backwards. St. Fotini, Fotina. They have it Fotini, but it's pronounced Fotina, so then I keep screwing it up. St. Fotina's sisters also suffered terrible torments. Nero ordered soldiers to cut off their breasts and then to flay their skin. An expert in cruelty, the emperor prepared the most painful execution for St. Fotina. Her feet were tied to the tops of two trees, which had been bent to the ground, When the ropes were cut, the trees sprang upright, tearing the martyr apart. Oh, man. The emperor ordered the others beheaded. Saint Fotina was removed from the well and locked up in prison for twenty days. After this, Nero had her brought to him and asked if she would now relent and offer sacrifice to idols. The courageous Fotina spat in the emperor's face. Mocking him, she said, almost impious of the blind, you prof profligate and stupid man pro my mom would is probably correcting me right now listening to this sorry (laughs) y'all do you think me so deluded that i would consent to renounce my lord christ and instead offer sacrifice to idols which are as blind as you are (laughs) after hearing such words nero ordered that the martyr be thrown into the well again there she surrendered her soul to god in greek usage saint Fotina is commemorated on February 10, 26th. In Constantinople, there were two churches dedicated to St. Fotina, where many miracles occurred, especially the healing of eye diseases. The head of St. Fotina is kept in Grigiorio Monastery on Mount Athos. And that is the story of St. Fotina. And you can look up her story online as well. Um, I mean, I feel like if you're praying for the conversion of a loved one or... Really, you just need a miracle in general? I would pray to the confessors. What were they called, I want to look. The confessors of... What are they? Um, why can't I find it now? What did they call them? Well, save Fotina and all the martyrs that were martyred with her. Um, I'd pray to them because clearly they are prayers are powerful and all the saints prayers are powerful and they will do just as much as theirs will but i really like saint potina she is one of my favorites um along with saint anthony but yeah i hope this story inspired you to go to confession um go to mass And just read John chapter 4 and take some time to actually absorb it and let Jesus speak to you in his own way. Because he'll touch your heart in his own way if you allow him to and speak to it where only he can speak to. He knows the language of your heart more than anyone else. He's the best. And I can only pray that you guys will fully understand that one day. Alright, um... I hope you guys have a good day whenever you're listening to this. I hope Jesus blesses you with a happy day and you feel him.